Let us open our Bibles to Psalm 43. Psalm 43 for an opening passage of Scripture to direct our thoughts heavenward and toward our theme for this morning's worship. We are most familiar with Psalm 42, most likely, where we have the words, Why art thou cast down, O my soul, in verses 5 and 11? But let me read to you Psalm 43. Let me give it a context of David either being away from Israel in the house of God because Saul was chasing him, or away from Israel and the house of God because his son Absalom was chasing him. In either case, he wants to be back, and he's going to tell you how much it means to him to be back and how he's asking the Lord to help him. And he's going to sound cast down as he starts this short psalm, but by the time he gets to the end, he's going to be all better, which is what we have to do with all the trials and temptations the Lord brings in our lives. It sometimes gets us cast down, but if we will reflect on a few basic things that he's going to point out here, we can end up in a few minutes with our hearts stabilized and fixed. May the Lord bless us to that end. Psalm 43, I'll read it to you. Judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Amen. amen and amen. Those are wonderful words. Wonderful words of life, as we have in a song that we could sing. And I hope that you appreciate them and can learn to use them and this kind of reasoning with yourself. When he calls upon the Lord to judge him in verse 1, that does not mean to punish him. That is a judgment to treat me fairly and righteously against those who are oppressing me. It's a different sense of judgment. It's what we mean by the word judgment when we say he has a good sense of judgment. He knows what's right and wrong. He knows what's fair and just. Lord, treat me with fairness and justice because I'm being taken advantage of by an ungodly nation and a deceitful and unjust man. I have an enemy, whether it's Saul or Absalom. He had many more than that. But those are two chief enemies that David had. He says, judge me, O God, meaning protect me in your righteousness because I am right in this matter and they are wrong. So defend me and take care of me and plead my cause for me. Deliver me from them. Then he says that, Lord, you're the God of my strength. You know what that means? Without him, we have no strength. We are weak and pitiful, and we are subject to any efforts that the flesh, the world, or our enemies make against us. You're my strength. Why have you cast me off? Why do I feel so weak? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Why am I in this condition where I feel beat down and I feel weak 
and I'm losing. Why do I feel that way, O Lord? Question mark. He only stays that way for a few sentences. Then he says, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. You know, sometimes we feel so dark. Even if the sun is shining, we feel dark in our hearts. We feel dark in our homes. And the Lord needs to send out light, the light of his presence, the light of his spirit, and his truth to lead us back to where we ought to be. Send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Set a beacon for me in your house and get me back there. The, the wise man said, our brother David. Then, if you'll get me back to where I ought to be in the house of God, then will I go unto the altar of God. I will get right up there where sacrifices are made, and I will offer up sacrifices. Unto God my exceeding joy. Now, if he's your exceeding joy, then the joy of God is able to exceed anything else that comes up in your life. If he's your exceeding joy, it exceeds all your problems, troubles, and pain. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. If you'll get me back home where I need to be, if you'll get me back in your house and your tabernacles, I will go to your altar, I will make my sacrifices, and I will find that exceeding joy that will blow away verses 1 and 2, regardless of the enemy. Oh, we need to say that to ourselves. We need to make him our exceeding joy. And then we can say to ourselves, verse 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou... This is how you should talk to yourself. Instead of saying, I'm so discouraged, I can't get it all done. It's too much for me. I have a soul that says all those things. But I know how I'm supposed to talk to that soul. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Why are you all upset and troubled? Hope in God. He's your strength. He's coming back. He's going to send his light and his truth to guide you. He is your exceeding joy. You're going to make it to his altar and you're going to praise him there. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. David knew even though he was cast down for a time that God was going to deliver him and get him back in his tabernacles. And so he could hope in God for I shall yet praise him. He is the health of my countenance, and He is my God. He is my strength. He will deliver me. May these verses be true of us as we come to the altar of God today. But now let me make something very clear. In most churches, and in most Baptist churches, they have a place down front that they call the altar. We do not have an altar in a New Testament church, except in heaven above, in the presence of God, where the martyrs of God are hiding and calling God to record that he needs to come and avenge them on the earth. That's found in Revelation chapter 6. There is no altar in a New Testament church. We cannot even justly call the table that holds the Lord's Supper an altar because we are not making a sacrifice there because the sacrifice was made once for all. The only reason the Old Testament had an altar was because when God took Moses up into Mount Sinai, he said, make everything according to the pattern that you've seen in heaven. So they had an altar because there were sacrifices offered there like there are in one one was offered. Let me get that verb corrected. One sacrifice was offered forever. So when we go to the altar, we are going to the throne of grace, brethren. We are going to the throne room of the king of heaven. 
And where his altar is before him, where the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ is pled every day for our cause. You want to have someone pleading your cause? We have someone David did not have yet. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Plead my cause against any enemy. O Lord Jesus. Is he your exceeding joy? If he's not, make him your joy right now. Humble yourself and say, God, forgive me. And soul, why art thou cast down? I am in his tabernacle. He has led me with his light and his truth. He has brought me back. He is my God. He is my strength. He is my joy. I shall yet hope in him. He is the strength of my countenance and my God. And there is no other God like him. And he is our God. Even better say within yourself, as David did, my God. Oh God, my God. My exceeding joy. Let us pray. Oh God, our God. How excellent is thy name in all the earth. We thank thee. That in the midst of 6.8 billion souls, most of whom know thee not at all, and thou art not in all their thoughts, thou hast sent forth thy light and thy truth, and you have guided us into your tabernacle, where we can meet with thee at thy altar that is set forever in heaven. We thank thee for that living way and that living sacrifice that sits at your right hand, our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. We thank thee for him. Our Father, we face afflictions, trials, tribulations, persecutions, difficulties. And we ask thee, O God, our strength, to provide that strength that we need to lift us up by thy Spirit in our inner man, and to renew our strength day by day, especially this day, that you would be our exceeding joy. O Lord God, forgive us where we have let the troubles of this life steal our joy and take away from us our hope in thee. And this day we say that we are hoping in our God. O Lord God, come and lead us. We thank thee to be in thy house which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth, the habitation of God through the Spirit. Lord, we thank Thee that we are so privileged. We pray for every one of those craving souls in the earth that do not have this privilege, that You will be with them this day by Your Spirit, and that You will soon make a way by Your light and truth for them to be in a tabernacle of God in some place. O Lord, have mercy upon them and protect them and bless them and guide them and lead them and help them and comfort them. And our Father, let us not neglect what lies before us in this hour. Let us take up our harps figuratively and let us open our mouths and awake our glories that we might give glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that we can come to the altar in heaven by faith, and we can come boldly. And before and behind and above that altar is the throne of the living God, 
beside whom there is no other. Creator of heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. To whom belongs honor and glory, power and blessing forevermore. We thank thee, Lord of heaven and earth, that we can come boldly into thy presence by the man of thine own choosing at thy right hand, the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We thank thee that you sent him to be the seed of the woman. And through the virgin, Mary... You gave us a Savior who can mediate for us the propitiation for our sins, our advocate with Thee, our Father, who pleads His precious sacrifice for us forever. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father. We pray that You will lift us up by Your Spirit in this house, that we will bring praise that is worthy of You and of Him. Lord, hear us. We thank Thee for Thy precious Word. We thank Thee for men like David, whom You persecuted in Your providence and chastened in Your loving kindness, and who could write of their afflictions to encourage us. Our situations are not so bad as His. And, O Lord, we pray that You would give us that hope that we should yet believe that You are the health of our countenance, And you are our God and will not forsake us. Heavenly Father, we pray unto thee in the time of need. And that need is right now that you would lift us up by your spirit that we might find grace and mercy to help us worship thee acceptably. We thank thee for our nation in which we dwell. We pray that you would yet preserve it for the sake of the righteous in it. There is wickedness on every hand, and we confess the sins of our fathers and of the citizens of this nation who have turned their back on Thee. And we pray, O Lord, that You will save it by Your own righteousness and have mercy upon it for our sakes. Our Father, forgive us our sins. Forgive us for all unrighteousness. Forgive us for our lack of faith. Forgive us for our lack of joy. And bless us by Your grace to purify our hearts and our hands by this prayer, and to enter into thy worship acceptably. O Lord God, we love thee through Jesus Christ our Lord. We know that our love for thee was put in our hearts by sovereign grace, without which we would be among the greatest haters of God, as we were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Oh, Lord, be with us now and be with those that can't be with us. Protect them, bless them, keep them, raise them up if they are sick. Protect them if they are traveling. Bless us now in this hour. We commit our souls and this service unto thee through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.